and welcome to the Kodak Moments. I'm Andy. Quick draw brown. And I'm joined today by Matthew Doc Holt. Howdy. Allie the Kid Cornwall. Kev Hobbler Moore. Uh-huh. And Stu Arnsight's <laughs> Brew Cullen. All right, partner. <laughs> and we're here today to talk to you about Hitman 2. No, wait. <laughs> oh, that's, ne- that's next week's. That's next yeah. week. Right, yeah, no, sorry. I got I read the wrong notes. I yeah, all right. So we're here today to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. Cowboy Bugle. Yes, uh, I've not played it because I'm on uh, I'm on a year of shame. So uh, I'm really here just to try and keep you lot on topic just. and just <laughs> and uh yeah, we'll, we'll take it from there, really. So uh, the gang's all here. We've uh, we've saddled up our horses, horses, steeds, steeds. wild stallions, and uh, we're uh, we've formed a posse. And we're gonna, gonna well before we ride off into the sunset, uh, we're gonna go and get drunk, play some poker, and then yeah, visit a campfire, visit a bathhouse, dominoes. So uh, I haven't played this. So really. Can somebody, i.e. the lot of you cooperatively, uh, give me a brief synopsis of the game? And I guess we're going to keep this relatively spoiler-free because I know you haven't all mm. you haven't all finished it yet. No. No. Correct. So try and keep it reasonably spoiler-free for people who uh, perhaps haven't progressed as, as far as all of you and, and myself. I'm doing quite good on progression. I'm five chapters in out of eight chapters, mm. nearly on the sixth. That's good going. That's good going because it takes a long while to get anywhere in it, doesn't it? Mm, I'll explain why I'm so easily into that now. The opener does a, a typical Grand Theft Auto um, or Rockstar intro that we're known to, so it takes a while to do anything mm. off mission. A good, what, maybe half an hour to an hour if you watch all the cutscenes all the way through and stuff? Yeah, it probably is. It's, it's, it's it, essentially, Andy, it's taking the tale of Arthur Morgan, who is one of Dutch Vandalin's gang. The gang that Don Marsden was in. So it's a precursor to the Red Dead that we've already played. Um, and basically, you're being hounded through what was the Midwest, through various towns and cities, and you're just really attempting to scrape by and survive. So chronologically, it's set before, is that? It's set before. Okay. It's set yeah. before. It's set um, before the first. Yeah. John Marsden is in it. I don't know about you guys. I was no surprise that he, yes. he actually plays a reasonably prominent role. I'm still mm-hmm. disappointed we're not playing as him, but he's he's there. Well, you don't know yet in Rockstar way, just in case. It's very true. And yeah, yeah. So it, it it is a tale about family survival and <laughs> stealing horses and money and robbing people. <laughs> it's what it comes down to it's about it's about earning dollar to keep yourself going yeah just fighting about fighting from every side really aren't you fighting everybody just to yeah, there's stay not alive. there's not there's not a nice person that you no. come across am i right in thinking that this is um well this is based on the uh, fallout from uh, something that goes wrong in blackwater wasn't that alluded to in Red Dead Redemption as well, because Marston talks about Blackwater as well. It's it seems to be the common thing in both games. You know, it seems to be some co- sort of cataclysmic event. Yeah, that everything's um, fallout from it. It's a riverboat heist in it that goes wrong. It's right. Yes, yeah. there's for 
everything a day certain people are like saying I'm never getting back on a boat with you yeah so I'm assuming it's a big paddle steamer that, that I'm imagining Maverick but with a bit more swearing in it no it, it is it is <laughs> reasonably early in the game they do talk about what went wrong and it's um, it is a heist it's a heist on a boat and Dutch <clears throat> doesn't Dutch grab a girl and kill her and that's what sends it south but it also sounds mm. like it's a bit of a setup. they're in the yeah. town they're working a few angles um, Arthur and one of his partners, Hosea, is actually working a reasonably clean con. Yeah. We're bringing some big money. The others don't wait. They go for this. It all goes wrong, and that's it. That's what triggers being on the run. See, that seems to be the general pattern. They all get a plan going, and then it all seems to go south every time. <laughs> These <laughs> yeah, are yeah. possible. Possibly the least successful bandits on the planet. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, though, they are kind of semi, kind of okay. They have got certain morals that they yeah, they try and stick by. Um, so they, they try not to go pillaging and, and different things because it's fairly early on as well. I won't say where it happens, but um, Dutch bans you from using any weapons in a certain town just mm, because yeah. he is yeah. he doesn't want to have a bad impression. They do what they do to make a, a few coin here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to get by but they don't want to kind of just go in and kill everyone and take all the money and get into trouble it does get really annoying that yeah but it was good for me uh, to a certain extent because it was the only place where I couldn't accidentally kill somebody mm. <laughs> why should Roger Horse into them <laughs> <laughs> oh believe me I do that a lot when you hit the big city because there's a certain point where there's a um, more of a metropolis, if you like, you know, it's it's starting to look a bit more to the future, and it's sort yeah. of turn of the century, and you've got electric there and things. Got a monorail, and yeah, yeah, yeah no, the tram lines, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tram lines. But it's an absolute nightmare to nega- navigate uh, with mm. a horse because you end up just mowing everybody over, and everybody seems to be really tetchy as well. It's very well yeah. populated. It's because they were getting hit yeah. by horses. One of the tetchy. So it's probably worth, probably worth saying, obviously, you're on the run from this Blackwater issue. You start off way up in the mountains, snowstorm country. Oh. Arguably one of the best openings to a, a rock star game. I'm not going to say best opening to a game ever, but no. the intensity of it, it's it's hateful eight, it feels yeah. like, when you're playing it. Yeah, well, Stu said that in his review on yes, uh, Scottish yes, Sun did. last week. Yeah, And um, I thought, yeah, damn, damn straight. It's interesting when you mentioned that there was a, uh, about the the rock star and the opening of the game because if I remember rightly, uh, GTA Five kind of threw you into the middle of a heist when you started that game in a completely separate area of the of the world yes. to to mm. that which you end up playing. And is it is it a similar? No, you can not go back. No, there. Really. You'll be able to go back to where you were if you know what I mean. It's not like a. It's, it's part of the open world. Yeah, you yes. kind of start at the the top of the map and then you gradually work your way. Down, kind oh, of. So it's not it's not as jarring as as that kind of transition. Then no, no, no. no. So, so there's a, a legendary animal in that area that, that appears quite early on in the game as part of like one of the tutorial missions, if you like. Um, and that's where you kill it roughly. I killed it pretty smoothly. I got I got eaten by it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. You start off. It was trapped, a parrot. Basically, <laughs> yeah. a parrot. parrot, snow parrot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, you start off in this this. This snowy wilderness, you snowed in, you're just making, well, you're catching what you can to survive. Then, as it starts to warm up and thaw, then you start to move down the mountain, you start to get back to civilization. And that transition down 
through the world is pretty impressive, isn't it? You're coming mm. down off these snow-covered peaks, I and then felt suddenly warmer. it starts. It did, it did, doesn't it? The, the yeah. colour tones and everything really support it. Yeah. And eventually, as you progress through the story, you do start to move further and further south, um, hitting almost like a, I want to say, Louisiana style. Um, New Orleans, it's bayous, it's alligators. It's, there's a real contrast from the beginning to to the midpoint of the game. Yeah. Um, in fairness, I've still got a couple of chapters to go, so I don't know if it's going to take me anywhere else. Uh, but it is, it, it is brilliant. Brilliant in the way it builds that that world. And that, that's, I suppose that's actually the main thing we're going to end up talking about with, with this game, is what that world is like. Mm. And I guess that's also one of the, the worst things about the game is the world. So I'm probably the one that's the furthest behind in playing the game but has put probably an equal amount of time in, roughly. Oh, easily. Um, yeah. So I'm still on chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I stopped as well because I started playing dominoes obsessively and realised that I was, I'd spent about 36 hours playing dominoes. It was just, And when I found out I could play dominoes for money, that's it. I was just off. So I think, I think that speaks volumes. If you, if you played 30-odd hours of, a, of an in-game mini-game, it must be pretty immersive. It must be something that you, you're deeply into. Talk, yeah. talk to me about that aspect of this world building then. It's probably one of the most organic games I've played. Um, you can just be tear and across trying not to stack your horse into a tree. Once <laughs> you unlock it, you, you manage to capture one of the, 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 well, the fastest horse in the game, which is quite easy to get early on. It's that quick that you just fly into stuff and just stack it into it and just base plant it and fall down the tree. Um, but random things happen throughout the, the the entire world. There's chats, there's people that are panning for gold, they're fishing, they're just trying to fix the horseshoe. And then all you have to do is go, hi, partner. And then they just get booted a considerable yeah. distance um, just <laughs> for saying hello to them. Um, it's it's crazy. Yeah, don't try and go into anybody else's saddlebags because you get an absolute shoo-in for that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's, they, they it's a world them. it's a world where you can actually steal things from people in front of them and there are repercussions oh yeah. definitely yeah even down to looting you know when you've actually killed somebody if you actually get spotted looting the body which i do every time because yeah. it's the only way that I, i'm able to keep the amount of bullets that i've got but um if you actually seen looting that's classed as an uh, offense and that just stacks up yeah. straight away. And mm. you're also considered, because you're in the vicinity of the crime, you might not have killed the people. Oh, yeah. You, you genuinely may have just stumbled across it, but if you're looting them, someone spots you, that's it. See, that's... Because it is, they think you've done it. That's yeah. one of the, the problems I've got with the game is it can it doesn't know where to sit on the which side of the wire and I think sometimes it sits just too close to the wire and I think the the looting thing is a good example because every time you look it takes away from your camera which is another thing in itself but also like the level it goes to like when you go for a bath as will no doubt justify <laughs> when you go for a bath it's not just a case of you walk in you pay your, your dollar 25 cents and you you, you you get in it's a preset cut scene of him getting into the bath blah 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 no no you need lift his arm up rinse into the arm days yeah. legs you know what I mean it, it's a kind of it's a level of detail that, that is pretty for, like unseen in games but it's kind of like, is it really needed, that kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, do I really... I get the whole hair grows, you need to shave and that, but do I really want to sit and wash limbs? It, you do, you have, do know that that affects your health, though, don't you? Your actual grooming and sleep and stuff 
the the day to day stuff does affect how but you it's a bit, perform. It's a bit heavier, quite heavy on the sim side, that kind of life sim mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know what I mean? It's, Same yeah, with the kind of up in the mountains with com- the, the warm clothes and stuff, you know what I mean? I kind of get that for Zelda. It's a better yeah. Zelda than Zelda. Um, so does it have uh, aspects <laughs> of survivalism in it? Or? It's, it's probably more the RPG side of it. Your, your actual, your own character development. It's, it's not done through collecting things and putting skill points in. It's mm. a little bit going back to uh, GTA 3 San Andreas, where continually doing the things builds it up. So like running builds your stamina. Yeah. Um, riding your horse, galloping builds up that, their stats. It's, it's that kind of element. Eating puts you under or overweight. Um, mm. sleep, like, like Kev says, with the sleep, um, it, um, it doesn't regenerate your cores properly and therefore you don't regenerate health correctly. And there's a lot to consider but I get where Stu's coming from with some of them. Like we're dwelling far too much on this bathing, but actually <laughs> you don't, I see where you're coming from, Stu. You, you don't really want to have to sit there and press all those buttons for the three or four minutes that it takes. You, you could have just gone in, pressed the button to pay for the bath, watched a 20 second cutscene, and then come out and had it done. Yeah. Um, on yeah. the flip side of that, you can just walk into a stream that's deep enough. Yeah. And yes. it does wash you, and you actually see the blood and mud disperse into the water, which is a really nice effect. Nice touch. So you don't yeah. have to go for the full-on bath. I'm just... Oh, you're, sure. right into, you're, you're just right into going for a bath in this game. That That is it. It's no Red Dead. Yeah, but, it's Bath Sim 2018. Yeah, but Ali is a bit of a neat freak. <laughs> <laughs> but it just shows you the level of detail... You know, I mean, that's that thing that that was the kind of point I, I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's optional, it's, most of it's it the tiny optional. details yeah, it that shape the big things in a game. And I yeah. think, like, as a power, it was, I used to argue that the dogs doing shits in Division showed you the level of detail of that. Well, mm. in this, it's like that times 10 to the yeah, power but of madness. Host- your horse yeah. takes a dump sometimes. You yes. know, yeah. You just it's, stood it's, next it's, to it and think, hang on. <laughs> it's like when you, you have a fight and if you hit somebody and they fall backwards into the muck, the back becomes muck, but the front doesn't. It? Mm, um, yeah. If you throw a dead body onto your horse, the blood will be splattered upon what side of their shoulder you carried it. Yeah. And then it'll be, it'll be yeah. on the horse when you remove it from yep. the horse. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, come, on, come on, any game that actually puts shrinking testicle physics into the mm. horse nads. <laughs> For when you go up into the mountains and it gets colder, you've you know that's an obsessive level of detail. There's a lot of developers that wouldn't have wasted the computer or the human resource on that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. It's it's non-essential to the game, but it is there to create that immersive world. And and it's a good point that it's all the little things that actually make it the the big things, the run round shooting, robbing, is actually pretty by the numbers in a lot of Mm -hmm. cases. But yeah. it's the it's all the other stuff around it that makes you feel like you're really fighting to survive in this really hostile world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a depth, there's a real depth to like like your weaponry. You can customize. You can get a standard for pistol, take it to the gunsmith, and you can add engravings, barrels, sights, blah 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 yeah. blah. And you can you can totally customize your weaponry to a level of detail that hasn't been seen in a GTA game. You know, mm-hmm. and you've got to keep it clean. Yeah. yeah, so much use degrades it. Oil and stuff. Clean yeah. it up. Yeah, oil yeah. it, polish it up, get it back to working order. Mm. Same oh, with ammo. You can do the split ammo. Different ammo. I find really annoying because it's like instead of doing batches of 
20, you have to do each, you need to cross each hollow point with your knife yourself. Yes, that, that's slightly, that'd be nice to actually have a batch option. Yeah, um, but again, you can that, craft. That falls into that whole bar thing, then it again, and all that, that kind of level. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? You're, you're no cutting corners with us, you know? It's the first game I've played in a long time that's definitely AAA that other than day one, which is obviously anybody that's had it early and different things, but there's not been any patches since release. Oh, God, no. yeah. No. Good point. They're that confident it's polished and there's not that many bugs. Mm-hmm. I think they're maybe holding back for the online side and you'll get a big whopper of yeah, all-round yeah. house patch as well as that getting patched in, you know what I mean? I think it's kind of mm. like, let's accumulate the issues iron them out and fire them in at the same time so it'll probably be another 20, 50, 60 gig on top of your <laughs> what you're the new, you know maybe this is where we find out where Gavin is <laughs> oh god yeah Gavin, Gavin, have you seen Gavin oh god an Englishman, <laughs> yeah with a boater this is lost on me well there's a chap that walks around randomly and every now and again you'll run into him and this is if you are lucky enough, that, that's the thing as well, it's all purely by chance you know, uh, there's a lot of players that haven't seen him and you probably never will. You know, you can go through your whole game without seeing this guy, but there's a, a, a chap that you can run into every now and again with a straw boater and he's a Cockney, well, a Londoner, and he sounds like he's looking for either a friend or a horse or maybe his special gun, but it's called Gavin, whatever he's looking for. And um, every now and again, you'll hit him, you know, run into him and go, no, still don't know where he is. I haven't seen Gavin. But that feeds into, I think that'll feed into the, the evolution requests because that's the thing as well is it's not as simple as go to point B, go to point C and be gone. It's like examples are I uh, saved the guy for a fight, I saved the guy for a bear trap, uh, take your pick. Either way, mm. uh, you, you do it and then the guy goes, right, here, take this small item for me. So it was like can of food or whatever, you know what I mean? And it was like, right, fair enough, on my way. Do, 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 do. And then two, three, four, five hours down the line, I walk into town and he's at the bar and he goes, tell you what, mate, you saved my backside back there. Away you go to the gun shop and treat yourself to anything in the store or away you go and buy yourself mm. any, you can get into this tailors and just put it on my tab so you can yeah. buy yourself a whole brand new suit. And then there's a kind of, it kind of makes a nice kind of, um, Eurobarus, that's a good word for you, uh, yeah. system and that it doesn't actually just, you're not just actually doing these for things for face value, you never know what may, may not come in the future down the line and it's that mm-hmm. point where you're kind of mm. like, well my, my, my adventure is different for your adventure which is different because I might have saved a woman who was, I did save a woman that was crushed by a horse but then I could, I could have oh, just yes. left her, do you know what I mean, I could have went, you know what, yeah. I'm just going to leave you and I'll ride no, off. Not seen her. Um, I came. I came across her, and I, I pulled her out from under a horse yeah. and, and took her back to and, her home. Yeah, the, the horse had died, and you had to lift the horse, and that was a really short thing because all you did was lift the horse, and then you said to her, "Do you want to ride back to your ranch?" And she went, "Yeah." Jumped on the back, and you rode back to the ranch, and yeah. dropped her off. And you're kind of, I'm kind of knowing this system exists. I'm like, yeah, she's going to come back down the line at some point, I think, and turn around and go. By the way, but then obviously you need to look at it as well as how many quest lines. Are you, are you kind of losing, sealing off if you're not doing these things? Because that's the only thing I, I kind of have with it as a slight issue is if I'm on the way to a mission or I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting to a point, it's always giving me, you're always getting something pulling you in every direction. And I'm kind of like, right, just 
give me a wee minute to get here, <laughs> yeah. do this mission and be done. Mm. Whereas you're like riding along, oh, there's a ping, what is it? Oh, it's a blind man, obviously, wants something, give him money, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's a guy offering me a shooting contest. Oh, it's the woman yeah. that's trapped. It's a guy with a bear trap, blah, blah, blah. And it, it, it seems to, it's the balance between giving you stuff to do and interest you mm. and actually well, giving you It's getting there time. Up as well. Because I've seen yeah. guys trapped by wolves or whatever, but by the time I've yeah. figured out where he is, he slipped yeah. off the rock and died and then you yeah. pick his pockets. <laughs> as you do you know I mean? waste not want that so give me give me some examples then of uh, uh, random encounters that you've come across and you particularly enjoyed <laughs> yeah Klu Klux Klan mm. brilliant I am <laughs> there was uh, I was riding through the woods and there was some guys all in white hoods that were um, uh, all white power and, and different things and there was a, a, a cross there they set that on fire to to bring in one of their new brothers and then he ends up setting on fire and then just all hell breaks loose and they're running around a few of them on fire and stuff. <laughs> I just stood and watched. <laughs> See, that happens a few times I hear. There's different clan yeah, ends and that. each one ends in a different outcome. Mm. But then you just, as everybody saw in thingy, everybody get their kick, oh, I'm just going to walk up and throw a piece of dynamite into them. You can do that as well. There's no written law, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, I, I, had, a, I had a little cool. plot I had a little one where um, I ignored a guy that was begging for um, money for the poor and thought nothing of it, you know, just ignored him and carried on. And that came back to me and I ended up uncovering a, a slavery ring, you know, white slavers, <laughs> you know, but that was just as a byproduct of me not giving him money and saying, no, I'm as poor as you. So, you know, you can get, you get these little side quests that end up being something quite Special. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I came across a couple of guys who were uh, brewing moonshine in the middle of a wood, just a little camp and doing that, and uh, they were looking for a new a new flavour or something, and I helped them out because I happened to have the right herbs on me. Um, then I accidentally opened the wrong lockbox, they pulled the guns, and I had to kill them both. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've pulled my gun out and just upset a lot of people, oh, just annoying. <laughs> so not only did you invent slow gin, but you also murdered some bootleggers. Yes, I did. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of level of detail if you want to go into it in this game oh, as well, yeah. because in a lot of the towns, there's at least one store or thing you can go into, whether it's a, the bar or the knocking shop or whatever. And there's always a, a secondary business that you have to find out about. So there's one of the towns, won't spoil it, mm. um, but underneath the uh, weapon shop, there's someone actually held captive down there and you're walking around yeah. it and he's like putting his hands through the bars. Um, and then you have to kind of figure out how you're supposed to get down there to figure out what's going on. And apparently there's something like that in every town. Yeah, there's one uh, in the back of a doctor's office in one of the towns. I'm not saying which one, but there's yeah. like an illegal running campaign going on behind that. You hear um, a lot of the locals talking about it. So if yeah. you're just strolling around, you, you can pick up clues that way. So the, oh. the dialogue isn't just inconsequential. It, it does give you bits of information, but it doesn't mm. hone you in and make you listen to it. It's, it's just you have to snippets. And it's, if, yeah. it's if you decide to stop and, and take on board what they're saying. So essentially, yeah. the, the immersive world is, is basically just dynamic storytelling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you're one of these suckers for a side quest or just likes to be immersed in the, the atmosphere then you could lose hours into this game. One of my mates is playing it on the PS4. 
just put on WhatsApp group the other day. I've just spent two hours just walking around doing stuff. Yeah, I did that. I, I did that for the first day. I just um, went off and got on the horse and just went around the map. And um, that's one of my tips, actually. Follow the train lines. If you get on your horse and just follow the train line around, you can unlock a hell of a lot of the map. But as well as that, it's a pretty safe way to travel. I know it yeah. sounds ridiculous because you're actually heading down a train line, but as long as you're going in the opposite direction to the trains and you can see them coming, you'll be fine. Um, but you can unlock a lot. It's a, it's the safest way because you don't get a lot of predators on there and you don't see a lot of um, bandits or anything like that. And it's a good way of unlocking all your map pretty yeah. easily. And you see all the sceneries. You know, I mean, I did that just by accident. I thought, oh, you know what? I'm just going to wander off and um, did about three hours, I think, of it. Just going around in a circle. <laughs> well, that do you know what that takes us? That takes us to a nice little segue then. So, what what are the tips? What are the what are the pieces of advice that you could give us? I'm going to go through you one by one. We just had Kev, so uh, I'm, I'm just going to look at the order of the people on the screen down here. Ali, what, what's your tip for people who are haven't got the game or are, are going to pick up the game or maybe something you think people just genuinely haven't worked out yet? Um, so it's your fencer. That would be my biggest tip. Um, So the fencer plays a big part in the game that's more than... So basically the fencer in the game when you you first meet your first fencer is someone that you can sell illegal goods to. So not everywhere you can go in and say, well, I found all this stuff. It just happened to fall off someone's body. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Give me some money. This this engraved pocket watch with somebody's name on. I found it on a corpse at the bottom of a cliff. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And and also your um you have treasure maps to go and get um gold bars and they're the only place you can sell them to. Mm. So so it's kind of a double whammy tip. Is one, know where your fencer is, because there's only mm. certain things you can sell to it. The other thing is is when you kill a legendary animal, you get a a, a trinket or a, like a talisman and, and different things like that. So when you've killed a legendary animal, go and find it. Because part of that uh animal you'll get a, a paw, a claw, an antler or whatever. And then that will create you a talisman, I think for free or maybe for a few dollars, not mm. expensive. And that will come with an additional stat, which oh, okay. adds to your inventory, but it doesn't take away from your inventory. If that makes sense, it goes into a separate yeah. bit and it will give you extra dead eye. Um, it will give you, so there's the, um, I think it's the legendary book, but don't quote me on that. It will <laughs> give you um, a chance of a higher chance of getting better skins when you're killing animals. So if you're wanting right. to do your pelts up and things for, for for various bits throughout the game, you've got a greater chance of getting those. So, so you need to, it's the fencer. The fencer plays a bigger part than what you think. Yeah, yeah thanks for game. that, Ali, because I've got a lion's paw there. I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do with it. Go to your fencer and then there's a, an option. I think you can sell it to him, but then if mm. you lose it, it, it somehow finds its way there and then you can buy a talisman. Oh, cool. Nice. Okay, Doctor, what's, uh, what's your best tip? Uh, well, I've got, I've got two. I've got I've got one that's useful for in-game and one that's just useful quality of life. So the in-game is upgrade your camp. Mm. Yes. Save your money and upgrade your camp. And in particular, go for Dutch's um Dutch's tent. Yeah. Do that. Gives you bugger all. But it unlocks Arthur's upgrade. And when mm. you upgrade Arthur's, you open up fast travel. Yes, which is and an that is gem. quite, quite handy. <laughs> because <laughs> it yeah. takes a long time to get anywhere even on quick horses so that that's a definite gameplay tip just to make things a bit easier 
quality of life wise, um, hold down the start button to open up the map. Yep. If because if you don't realise that you each time you want to get to the map, you have to press start, go through a menu, open the map up, back all the way back out again. If you just hold it down, instant open, and then close. I mean, all the all of that you could use the app, um, mm. which the battery isn't as bad as it is on Android, from what you were saying, Matt. Oh, I had to, I had to uninstall it. It killed my it killed my phone within a couple of hours, and I wasn't even using the app. It was terrible. On iOS is better than Android because I've put it on my phone yeah. and, it, and it did the same. Um, but that is really really good for just having a map next to you. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, Stuart, what's uh, what's your best tip then for um, any noobs? Probably the the, well, the biggest thing that took me was the shooting, and it's it takes a wee bit of time to kind of dial in the shooting because it isn't quite the same as what the last game was. Um, each gun also handles differently. Um, mm. so it's kind of yes. a case of like uh, in the last game, I think it was like it was more lock on so it was just a case of you would aim and then aim up a wee bit to get a headshot. Whereas in this, it's a lot more free aim at times. There's probably yeah. assists to put on and stuff, but I've never looked at it. No, it does. It does do the headshot thing. Mm. It does do the. It kind of locks onto the center of the body, and then you just push up to move to the head. It still does do it, and that's on by default. Mm. So if you switched all the assists off, then you probably won't see it. Mm. Um, and the other mm. thing was your horse is put the oars in, getting your horse on side, because then mm. it then becomes, it's really the most important, I know the camp's important, but the horse is the most important thing, because if you build your bond with your horse when it hits the fan and stuff and there's gunfights and that, he'll hang around and he can come in and get you and he changingly saves your backside. <laughs> but it takes a bit of time uh, grooming him, feeding him, patting him, reassuring him when you, you kind of need to take him into hazardous areas for him to have a wee freak out to give him a wee pat and tell him he's alright and stuff. And kind of the other mm-hmm. thing as well is the major thing is it's permadeath on horses. That's one of the, the big yeah. things that it doesn't, it didn't, I didn't know at the beginning. When I jumped off a kind of reasonably big bit in my horse buckle, um, I didn't realise it was permadeath, so I had to track back to a thingy save. So, yeah, put the time in, but then at the same time, don't use him as a, a bullet shield at times and hide behind him and stuff, because when he's gone, he's gone. But you can revive them as well. Yeah. Going on with that as well, once you've gone absolutely maxed out on, um, you know, the friendly rating, it's quite important as well, because they can swim. And this becomes a major plot point so if you've got a horse that's on side and will go anywhere with you and I mean anywhere it's really really useful there you go aquatic horses see yeah. a seahorse if you will <laughs> you've, you've heard of seahorses yeah. seahorses are the future <laughs> but just be careful if you go in too deep of water and you've got something uh, a, a corpse or a person on the back because it'll float off <laughs> uh, yeah yeah <laughs> um, as well as that hog tie everybody because oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> they will just get off the back of the horse and scarper. Yeah. yeah if you're chasing uh, chasing kids through back streets and things like that, mm. go after them with a lasso, then you can't accidentally shoot them. Are we, are we still talking about the games? <laughs> no, no, that's just a general life tip. Just around the estate. Halifax. Also, keep, check your hat, saddlebags as well. That's a good tip as well, because your saddlebags hold everything. Yeah, everything it's like yeah. tool up before you go anywhere so stick your rifle on your back and you take your shotgun yeah. and pistols and stuff that that has to be one of the more frustrating things actually um, that you do have to continually do that mm. because mm. sometimes it well, sets you you get off your horse and you run after somebody and then you find that the weapon selection it's given you is atrocious 
You're thinking, <laughs> well, hang on, that's not what I that's not what I want. It's useless. I've got a super shotgun. Where's that gone? Yeah. Um, there's a couple of the weapon stores sell bandoleros, which are great because they're, they're unstoppable. You know, you, you basically have this and you can carry as much ammo and you can carry extra weapons and stuff. So have a look in the gun stores. It's in the accessories at the bottom of the page. It's not after, yeah. you know, it's after the pistols and rifles and all that rubbish. It's a 42-page catalogue, but as well, that's the other It's an amazing catalogue, yeah. <laughs> it's not just a, here's a menu, what we have. No, no, it's each page has a description and there's adverts for stuff in the world. Beautifully rendered. It, yeah. it really looks like the, the piece, doesn't it? The thing I like as well about that side is as well is you can actually walk up to items in stores on the shelves yep. and, and buy them, you know what I mean? So that's a nice, mm. really nice touch. It is. It, actually, the entire level of detail all over is fantastic. We were talking about encounters and missions a little bit earlier on, but um, did anybody go after the like the tales of the old West gunslingers and go and find the people Done to get two their of them. stories? Done two of them. Did, did anybody do the, the woman? Yes. That's the first yes. one, isn't it? I, th- I think it is. It's the first one that comes up. Hmm. That explosive gunfight that you get into in the muddy field is just phenomenal for showing off that detail because the way the bodies sink in the mud and hide in the mud and the amount of damage your weapons do, it, they don't just put people down. They blow limbs off, heads off, yeah. legs off. It, and you'd actually, it's a little bit shocking the first time you see it because you don't really expect it because we've never had it in a, a GTA or a Red Dead game before that I can remember. No, I mean, I think the worst it's got is when you get a headshot, especially with a sniper rifle, it just took the head off and it just sprayed blood. Mm. A pump action shotgun. That is horrible. That is really, really horrible when that happens. Sounds pretty visceral. It, it is. And that, because you, you may well get quite a few hours into the game before you see that part of it. Mm. And, and you kind of go, oh, it is, it is grim. It is gritty. <laughs> it is, and I tell you what, reminded me of Young Guns. Mm. That kind of that kind of style, and as if they'd taken that, um, <laughs> almost like that Jolly Boys posse. But actually, there's there's some bite to it all. Yeah, it does get filthy. Mm. We talk, we talked a lot about the good things, the things that have impressed you, blown you away, quite literally. In the case of the uh, the weaponry, um, what a. <laughs> What are the areas for improvement? Are there any areas for improvement? Is it is it a solid ten out of ten game, or or uh, the more you play, is there is there any uh, is any of the veneer coming off? Yeah, frame rate. I've I've had no frame rate issues, mm, but then I'm 13. playing on a pro. Mm. We're playing on an axe, no frame rate here. Mm. I'm playing on a standard PS4, and um, now there's frame rate issues, and I don't know whether it's because it's just downloaded to the hard drive, you know, rather than running from disk. I don't know. But it could be because I've had the PS4 on for the last three weeks as well. Stay uh, <laughs> <laughs> frames and dominoes, isn't it? So when you're placing that last domino, it's like yeah. six frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just really don't like booting up a game. <laughs> Personally, it'd just be tiny wee... See, I, I like that it'd be an option at the beginning to go full-blown or just have a wee bit easier quality of life like what we're talking about, like... Certain yeah. things streamlined for you, so you don't need to to worry about having to do umpteen thousand things in it. You know what I mean? Just to get to the bits and bobs, and maybe as well being able to. I don't know. I get it's like the whole thing. Like if you get the train to a place and you call your horse, he's no there. Why? Because you left him in the other town. No, two towns no. Over. If you 
No, if you if you get a train and you pay for a ticket, um, when you get to the other station, your horse is waiting. Ah, so yeah, I don't know. I see. I've no, I've no. I, I did it once and it didn't work. Uh, that, it, so basically, basically you, you're meant to be a fair dodger as well as an outlaw. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's, it's, it's one of the, it's it's one of those things. You know what I mean? Um, but then obviously the, the horse mechanics are a baptism baptism by fire. Hold well, on, they've got horse saying. mechanics. Yeah. Yeah, you take, take them in. They could, they could tune up the knees and uh, put, put some extra hooves <laughs> yeah. on and, and some neon strips under the mane. Yeah, but why are they covered in oil? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I guess one of the, the, the... It's like a positive negative is that there's so much to do in the world and the world's that big that sometimes you'll just be wandering around aimlessly not yeah. doing anything. Mm. Um, and sometimes there are some barren areas and if... You've lost your horse. That can be, you know, right pain. But you know, you know, it's it's nitpicking. I think to an extent. Yeah. And you could miss some stuff. You know, like Stu was saying earlier, you could be on a mission, tear arsing down one of the the roads because because you you've got to get somewhere, or you know, you're focused on that mission, but you might miss other things. Mm. I suppose from from what I'm from what I'm hearing from what you're telling me though is that yeah, you may miss stuff. But it sounds like there's so much stuff, there's so much, you know, the world they've built and so much dynamic storytelling that actually, so what if you do miss it? You're still so going to get... You, that's doing it yourself, you know what I mean? And how you feel. Yeah. I know myself, if something appears, I want to do it. Yeah. And I don't know, I want to let it pass me by. So that's what annoys me. And yeah. it's, But then as Ali was saying, you get kind of semi-timed ones where like guys get attacked by wolves and stuff. Again... It's a bit annoying if you get to him just as he <laughs> dies, you know. But, but then um, you know you've you've got to look at it in the context that they're they're building something that feels real, and that's very yeah. real. Yeah. Opportunities yeah. pass oh, people yeah. by. Yeah, and I think it's it's like you say that Alex says we're getting into nitpicking. There are things that we would like a little bit different. Uh, it's just comment about quality of your life stuff. That's it. But it you you just hit it, Andy. It's the game. It is how it's meant to be, and it's how it's meant to be experienced. I'd I'd quite like the pace of the story to be a little bit quicker. Mm. I find it's not dragging, but it's not going at the pace I want it to. Um, And it's felt like it has taken a lot of hours to get somewhere. But then that could be there are because there are different requirements to progress the story on, and it doesn't tell you what they are. There'll be certain yeah. side missions that might progress it. There might be certain activities that progress it, but you don't know what they are, so it's a little bit blind. And that does mean you experience a lot more, you do a lot more, but you kind of think, actually, I want to follow this story now. I actually want to stick with this and not get sidetracked for three hours. Yeah. But, uh, because it's so easy to do, but it, it's a nitpicking point. It really is. But I think well, as well, it's, it's great. It's trying to bond you with the, the gang. I think there's, I think they're not... I think it's a case of they're trying to actually make you care about them. So the mere time you yeah. spend with them and you do missions with them, you naturally build a bond. And I think it would be argumentative to say, "Oh, it went really fast," and like two of the gang I never really met. Whereas yeah. if you're like like my my favourite mission to date is the early early doors when you go to the pub and you get steaming. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> such a good GTA Rockstar <laughs> mission. It's 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 Rockstar's yeah. like. Like mission objective that mission, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it, you bond with that character, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and it's that kind of side. Of it it kind of make it kind of feels a bit like um, they'll want to go bowling. 
Do you know what I mean for, for GTA 4? <laughs> okay, so do you know what I mean? Do you, want to, do you want to go and just, do you want to go and hunt a few things? Do you know what I mean on that? And even if, I've heard the pe- I've heard people say as well, see if you just kick about the camp, it starts bleeding lines of story as well. Yep. And stuff, yeah. so. Yep. It, 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 it's all doing, it's, it swings and roundabouts, I think, the game, it, how you um, soak up what it's offering. I think the yeah. real, if, I think, to be honest as well, and I think it's a genuine, genuine way, we are not going to know it, but I think when online comes out, then we're in a different territory, and I think yeah. it might be yeah. a history shown, it might not be, but history shown Rockstar online stuff's a bit jank and that, and that's when the issues come, but that's a wee bit off, we'll wait. Just a thought, actually, of the gang, because you were saying this too. Um, who, who's everyone's favourite character? Sadie. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Oh, second name. I can't remember her second name. She starts off as a prim and proper and ends up being a real ass kicker. Yeah. Yeah, she's but, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. But going on the opposite direction to you, um, I, I always have problems with these open world games because I forget what the narrative is. Because sometimes it can be months before I play again. So now I'm actually making an active effort to pile through the game as such. Yeah. You know, get get the story out of the way. Because they've made this so that you can access everything after you've finished the plot. Mm. So I am trying as much as I can. There are a lot of side missions where you think, yeah, I'll definitely do that. You know, but they'll come up on your map as a question mark. Mm. The little white dots. I'm trying to avoid as much as possible, just to try and focus. You know, because yeah. I know that if I forget what's going off, it's going to be such a ruinous occasion. Because I'm really enjoying the story, and the story yeah. is taking me somewhere where you would not <laughs> expect it to go. It's great. Yeah. Stu, favorite character? I quite like the German one shot guy you work with. He's, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's he, it's between him and the hunter guy uh, that you go hunting with. Yeah. Um, I'm horrible with names, but the German one shot guy, I like the I like the one shot missions you do as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah got, they, but then there's, there's a lot of repercussions from them as well. Yeah, but it's like it's a weird one. It's the morality and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, I'm Arthur. I'm a goody two shoes. I'm the I'm the white knight. But then you're walking into somebody's house and smashing up his house and all that, and smashing his face off the fence <laughs> in front of his wife and kids, and you're kind of like, yeah. it, it, it's jarring a wee bit. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you're never truly clean. Um, I think that's the whole point but you're an outlaw you're a bad guy yeah. But well the, the, it, it, there's the karma meter that every now and again you, if you press the wrong button you actually get it coming up where mm. it just goes between yeah. red and white and um, I'm just slap bang in the middle <laughs> after all this time of doing good <laughs> things I'm still only slap bang in the middle because I keep killing yeah, people accidentally but I, I definitely think the guy when you're out with him and you're doing your thing with the guy I think you, you, you get, I get Django vibes for it because obviously, yeah, uh, yeah. Waltz is a German and Django in it, so it's the kill kind of. Here's the the polite yeah. German, and I'm the hired muscle to <laughs> smash up your Polish. It was a Polish guy, I think, who was one of the targets, or one of the targets, one of the guys I was claiming for. And he's like, I don't speak a word of English. I don't care. Smash and get through his drawers. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's, it's really, really well done. Ali, um, I can't remember his name, but the the crazy Irish guy. Uh, I. I Sean, is it Sean? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's just he, you know, whenever you're on a mission with him, that it's going to go south. <laughs> <laughs> like yourself, Matt. That's a good point. Um, I've, I've got to say, Dutch. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to like him, and my God, is he charismatic? Yeah, he, he really is. He's he's a very well done character. 
he's got a very Charlie Manson kind of vibe going to him because he's oh, got yeah. a, a gang of 20 people or he just keeps on tow. You know, they, they are absolutely sold on him. You know, they yeah. will follow him to the end of the earth. And you think, why? The guy's an absolute tit. You know, he, <laughs> he does try to stay quite balanced. He, he yeah. does. He does try to guide him. And that's what, that's probably what I wasn't really expecting because all we've had before is, is Marston's take on the gang and they yeah. just wanted to kill him. But actually, they were a proper, they were a proper gang. They were entrenched and, and, and with each other because they wanted to be, not because they were yeah. forced to be. Mm. And, yeah, and he does hold thieves. them all together. Yeah. Because that takes you back to your, your strong themes of family then. Yeah. It does. It does. And it, it is from the outset is that it, it doesn't really, from what I've experienced up to this point, it doesn't really go away. Mm. Oh, no, no. I think because of the bond and how he is, I think how the story goes, I've heard rumours and stuff, uh, feelings and stuff involved, so I think there's a few gut punches maybe involved and stuff, so it's that kind of, is it that kind of, like, master samurai, master underling kind of thing, he's, you walk up to him and you talk to him and that, but I wouldn't be surprised if things go south. Well, he looks at him as a mentor. And I'm sure Kev's probably seen this part, as well, I'm not going to spoil anything or ruin anything for anyone, but there are a couple of scenes, a couple of missions you end up doing, which you do go, what just happened there? I I, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't mm. expecting that person yeah. to do that or that situation to occur. And there's some really nice uses of forcing you into the first person, mm. um, and making you making you experience things in a in a particular way, um, which are not overly pleasant, but but do work really well. That's something to point out. Your your viewpoint is not third person if you don't want it to be. You can be first person the entire time. Yeah. You can set. You can set it so that you're always third person on the horse, but first person while you're walking, or vice versa. It's very customizable how you want to play the game. But there are certain sections where it says, "Nope, you're going to play it like this, and you're going to experience this first. I mean, when Stuart was saying how much how much time they kind of dedicated to setting up the, you know, the bond with the gang members, knowing Rockstar's you know fondness for uh, narrative twists, it, it did make me think there's there's bound to be a couple of nasty moments coming up there. It doesn't bode well if they're taking that long well, to establish it all. Yeah, Andy, I mean, you've got 20 people, remember, in this gang at one point, and you've got 20 different, you know, actually believable characters. They are 20 rounded out people, and you're not always going to be on point with everybody. You know, you are going to have discrepancies. You know, there's going to be disagreements. I think as well, as my brother pointed it to me, we know how the story ends. We just don't know how it ends. Very true. From, you know, what Matt was saying, actually, I expected Dutch to be, you know, completely different to how I found him in the game. Is yeah. John Marston a reliable narrator? He's just a boy, isn't it? But that's the other thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's yeah. no the Marston you know, if you know what I mean, he is. No, no, he's a, he's a shoddy father, isn't he? And he's, um, oh, he's not particularly father. loyal, isn't he? You feel familiar and comfortable with him, but he's not overly likable mm. as a as a person. You just, I think it's you'd swayed because you know if you played the first game what he's like there. Yeah, but like you said, like Andy said, he's an unreliable witness. You are taking him on his yeah. values, if you like. You know, he's yeah. he's basically putting it out as he sees it. Yeah, it would be yeah. it'd be almost Whereas interesting here. if uh, if they turn into two different narratives. You know two different versions of the same world. I mean, that's I yeah. haven't played this game. It's purely speculation. I don't know. But it's an interesting take on, on an in-game universe. It's Seven mm. Samurai. Mm. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I, 
I think we need to wrap this up fairly soon, but I'm uh, all right. I'm doing a year of shame and don't own this game. I haven't played it. Sell it to me. Each of you. What, what is the one thing you could say that you think would sell this to me? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in the reverse order that we had earlier. So, Stuart, you're up first. Uh, disclaimer, are you a fan of the first one? Yeah, I played it. Well, in that case, it's a no-brainer. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not so much the game you're buying, it's more the experience. Uh, it's more a case that it's a, a social thing. Every so often games come along and it's not so much you're buying them to play them, you're buying them to be part of it. And it's very similar here, although it's an offline game, you're getting to experience a rich story, which is your story. Your tale will be different for everybody else's tale, and it will truly be different. And how you carve your path is down to you as the, the person you are. Your moral compass is what guides you through this world. You want to be a bad guy, you be a bad guy. You want to be a good guy, you want to be a good guy. You want to be a guy that sits on the fence, you can sit on that fence all day long. And I think at the end of the day, it's, it's an homage to Rockstar... And what they were able to do, they, they brought together every, I think it was 22 studios or something I was reading. They, they, they made the 22 studios an a super studio for this. And it terrifies me what comes next. Um, a, oh, a GTA yeah. and this kind of thing. You're not just talking about a city, you're talking about a state. You're talking about two states, you're talking about half America, you're talking about Europe. Some, you mm. I mean, you're talking on this scale. It's the, the detail they've packed in this generation as well, that's the other thing, the disclaimer, yeah. um, is mind-blowing, nothing, nothing, as, as, as I said, this isn't a game of the year contender, this is a game of the generation contender right now, it's that much a, a kind of, a, 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 what you call it, a milestone for the industry, and uh, rightly so, the industry ran scared, it was a big gamble, all these big games tried to go before it, all these big games are getting out after it, they were right to be scared, it was it was a it's a juggernaut. There's no stopping it. And with the online coming, God willing, we'll, f- we'll they'll set her out to sail and she'll float and she'll do well. And that'll add a whole new thing because you'll be able to posse up with your buddies and you'll be able to be outlaws and you'll be able to hunt down bad guys. You can be the lawman and stuff and that. I imagine you know what I mean. There's bounties. They might go for a kind of we don't know yet. Speculation, but you'll do heists and stuff. And heists are great. The idea of being able to jump on, set up a train robbery and being able to get guys to jump on it while somebody detonates it and it free-flowing nature of it, you know what I mean? You never know what will come. Um, yeah, if you're not buying it by now, off that, I don't know what I can, you know, do you know what I mean? It's, it's got hookers in it, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, well, uh, that was a comprehensive statement from Rockstar's marketing department. Uh, Matthew? <laughs> um, well, knowing you and knowing what you like, you mentioned um, my horse you dying. Groom, you are so get bold, man, you, can, you can groom your horse, you can name your horse, and you can feed your horse. And your horse becomes your best friend. Why did you have to put so much emphasis on groom when you said that? I didn't like that. <laughs> and you can, even, you can, you can brush in, your horse. You. you can sing Miley Cyrus when you ride as well in your head. Can I sing it out loud? <laughs> if you want. You see... That's, and you know, enough said. I, I I know you like games with horses in them. You see, Stuart Stuart made some really, really, really great points about the industry and about the evolution of gaming and everything. But Matt, you you have cinched it on a horse essentially. I'm <laughs> quite impressed with that. Ali, the tail on that donkey, well, yeah, Ali, you're, you're going to have to really go some to top that. Um, for me, it's value for money. Um, it may stick as a a fifty pound game. Um, roughly, depending on what edition you get, but you will 
the more you time you put into it, the more value for money you're going to get out of it. I've put in 30 something hours. I've not played it a lot because <coughs> Hitman. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I've, I'm barely scratching the surface, I feel. I think in chapter three, you get even more tutorial missions. So I've not even done all the tutorial bits yet. Um, so it's got for me, it's got to be value for money just on the core offline game. And then if you do play online as well, then that's all free apart from maybe buying a bit of money here and there, if that's chooses fit, but that is a free add on that's going to come to you. Um, so, so it'd have to be the value for money for compared to the amount of hours you'd put in compared to the, the cost of the game. Spider-Man, for example, easy comparison. Um, that's done in what? 20 hours, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But probably, probably a touch more, but I'd, I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. The amount I've put into, in, into Red Dead Redemption, I'd have completed Spider-Man and all the side quests and different things. Mm. Uh, maybe a little bit more uh, hours into it, excluding DLC. Red Dead Redemption, barely scratching the surface. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wow, that's, yeah. That, like there's a lot going argue on that's a bit like cinema, but Spider-Man's a blockbuster popcorn movie. Red Dead's like a fish full of dollars, you? you know what I mean? I'm with Ali on playing it at your own pace because I'm 86 hours into it. Um, I've been able to put in a lot of time, but a lot of that has just been playing dominoes. Um, a lot of that has just been wandering around doing my own thing, you know, and playing poker and just learning the ropes and going around enjoying and exploring. You're just sitting a dominoes um, chain up across the world, don't you? That's what you're just, you're just, you're just <laughs> dominoes everywhere you go so you can go. <laughs> yeah. Forget the food stuff. It's all about the game. So sell it to me then, Kev. Sell it to me. Other than dominoes. <laughs> it's a great pizza place. It's, it's basically a game that you can play at your own pace. And it's something that doesn't force you down any particular path. Like you've heard, we've all had different experiences. And I'm sure we'll all continue to have different experiences. There's, we'll hit plot beats at about the same time, you know. But apart from that, it's going to be whatever you want it to be. And I mean, for instance, I've not gone hunting, whereas Ali, Ali has done loads of hunting, you know, and it's basically what you want to do. But I'm sure Ali's not gone to a, a train station and played dominoes for about six hours to, to earn $7. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know how to play poker now. Thanks a, to this A game. man's game. A man's game. Until you've earned yourself $3 on five-finger fillet, yeah. you know nothing yeah, that's, about that's, that's, that's what separates the men from the boys. <laughs> that gets fast and very, very difficult. It, it gets very hectic. A quick rundown then. We've got dominoes, poker, five-finger fillet. What, what other activities are there? Fishing, boy. Go on out against yourself fishing, a little fishy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, hunting. You can um, feed hunting, the feminist to crocodiles. That's always a good, good sport. Yeah, oh, yeah. Good sport. You, can't, you can't necessarily YouTube it, though. It depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> so another element that we've not touched on, Andy, is that you can kill people, chuck them in a pig pen, and the pigs will eat the... Uh, and that's an organised activity, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's a group activity, that. Good old pig scourging. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think... See, my biggest thing, see, the, the biggest mystery for me, and it's not a big mystery because we know why, but was the, the dying shame, should I say, was that GTA 5 didn't get any story DLC. Do you think we'll ever see story DLC for this, or do you think it's a no. one and done? 
and they're just going to do what they did with GT Online and just plow the online full of yeah, stuff. No, I think I think that's where you're going to get your content in the online. It's interesting mode. you say they haven't patched it at all since it's come out. So I I wonder if they are done with that. And you'll get yeah, you'll get patches for your your multiplayer and your online stuff, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe this is it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I know they there's, do. There's that much content there already. Does yeah. Do you need to put anything else in? No. So you don't and know how it ends. Are they going to release I, an Undead it, Nightmare too? Well, that's the thing. That's that's <laughs> that's the thing. No. I'd, no, I'd not more that. zombies. No, 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 no. Yeah, but to be fair, it's the uh, <laughs> it's, it's the game that really kind of busted the whole zombie genre wide open, wasn't it? it I you know. know. Yeah. Well, COD set them up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but to be fair, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, they did what COD do, but better. They they, they gave it in an open <laughs> world, whereas COD just gave you in an, a, a four by ten arena, <laughs> a staircase. But it's an interesting it's an interesting thought that because I was kind of like, I don't know, I kind of I think they've got good pedigree with DLC, Lost in the Damned, Bad with the Gay Tony. You know what I mean? It's good. It's good stuff. It's all past stuff though. Um, GTA Five's changed how the whole thing works. Well, they made the statement mm. of killing off. Even now. Killing off the leader of the Lost of the Damned in the first 30 seconds of meeting Trevor, didn't they? So, uh, can yeah, I, yeah. Well, to be honest, that wasn't a bad thing because I, I know what you're saying about DLC, but Lost in the Damned was so boring. If you don't like it, yeah. yeah. it Sons it of Anarchy. It was dull and depressing. If you're not a big Sons of Anarchy fan or a biker fan, I or I'll buy it. No, but... no, I, loved, I love Sons of Anarchy. It's a fantastic series, but Lost in the Damned was terrible as DLC. Mm. Actually, thinking about it, the Ballad of Gay Tony is what set up the game mechanic in, in GTA Five and in this, whereas you can actually replay your story missions and actually ace them. You know, you mm. can go back and... Because uh, I, I tend to get a f- few goals, not very many, mm. you know, but you can actually go back and ace them afterwards. Mm. I, yeah. think, I think Ballad of Gay Tony was when they re-embraced what makes Rockstar Rockstar. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I think I think it was a case of there's a certain layer, uh, like zaniness, that <laughs> yeah. is not quite on Saints Row level. If we're going to go back to those days, but it's <laughs> oh a bit, God, no. it's a bit more. Who is? <laughs> GT Three struck the perfect balance. Vice City struck the perfect balance, and it kind of lost its way when they kind of went Moody Blue, Way Four, and then they brought it back Way Bad with the Gay Tony, and I think they've just run with it fair there. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Hey, cuz you want to go bowling? we've snuck away from those mangy varmints uh because yeah all right it's a it's a few weeks after we recorded the original conversation about red dead 2 and Mm -hmm. in that time me and kev have finished the game and got through all the story and the epilogue and it was something we've agreed haven't we we couldn't not talk about it exactly there was so much there you know it just hits you on every level that you can't just leave it hanging at where were we chapter four i think i think yeah you were the furthest on from us yeah i think i was on three yeah and Stu was about the same place and i think ali was a bit behind um and it yeah the places it takes you after that point were just Unbelievable at times. Oh yeah, Oof. the last the last few chapters really start to ramp it up, don't they? Because um, not only have you changed location again, which seems to be an ongoing pattern, 
every time you get settled somewhere, Dutch then makes a complete hash of it and you yeah. end up in some camp and it seems to get worse and worse each time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that man grubbier. can't make a good decision at any point, can he? <laughs> no. <laughs> it just seems to get worse and worse until you're stuck in a cave that used to be owned by mountain men and uh, <laughs> they're not exactly the best neighbours, are they? No, not. this is this is after he's made an attempt to get you to Tahiti, yeah, and got you <laughs> shipwrecked and conscripted into a foreign revolutionary army in yeah. a completely <laughs> completely separate world. Yep, <laughs> and when that actually kicks off, you think, "All oh, right, they're finally starting to make something." You know, they're getting somewhere. Brilliant. Fantastic. And then, of course, you get hit by a storm and end up in the middle of nowhere with no <laughs> weapons, no horse. You've got basically zero. So you're starting again. Um, and it's <laughs> it's quite mystifying because you think, well, this is an unusual turn. Wasn't expecting this at all. It was. And I, I don't know if you were like me, but aside from throwing you a little bit, and, and you're almost thinking, actually, this is quite interesting, taking us off to this tropical island. Mm. But I was really aggrieved because I'd stashed loads of cash. <laughs> I put loads of money into the camp. I had all my gear top notch, and then I lost every single piece. Yep. Well, I, w- I wasn't too bad because I, sen- I seemed to spend all my money paying off fines. You know, just <laughs> just so they can get around. <laughs> so it, it's an it's an interesting it's an interlude actually. It feels like an interlude in the game. Yeah. It sets you off yeah. to a completely separate island, um, very very self contained. And that battle, that pitched battle that happens before you leave the island because you're helping these revolutionaries, you need to mm. you need to fight your way off and fight an incoming warship. And yeah. actually, that works really well as a big action set piece. Um, I was I was quite impressed by the scale of it and the fact that you start off with nothing because I was thinking about this afterwards and thought I start off with nothing except a stolen rifle off a, a squaddy and I end mm. up with a cannon shooting a ship and it's like <laughs> <laughs> what happened here? What? <laughs> now Arthur you start to really warm to him don't you because um, it's at this stage of the game where is Elf really starts to take a slide. Yeah. Episodes five and six, your chapters five and six, um, that's where he starts to degenerate and people actually seem to com- comment all the time to you saying, mm, you don't look so good, you know, and you realise yeah. that he's coughing quite a lot. It, no, it comes in, doesn't it? And you, that there's a moment, isn't it? You've, you've got back from the tropical island, you you're just pulling things back together and mm. you head off to San Denis. Yeah. And you collapse off your horse. Yeah. And it all goes very, it all goes sepia, doesn't it? And yeah. very sluggish. I wondered what the hell was going on. Yes. At that point, because I thought I, would be, I was being attacked and I couldn't see who it was. <laughs> I thought I was bit by a mosquito in Guama. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, you stumble into this doctor's office, and examines you, sits you down and goes, uh, just basically pats you on the shoulder and says, it's TB, son. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. And Make your it. piece now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and I think I think like you say, you've you've really got behind Arthur and who he is through the whole revolutionary episode. Yeah. It might stand out as a funny area, but I think it really cements him starting to take leadership 
and accountability mm. and responsibility and do the right thing because he very much feels that way for the people there. Yeah. And then you come back and you find out you're not going to survive. It doesn't matter what you do, he's dying. Yeah, your clock is ticking. And it's it's odd because I think that's why it affected how I behaved. Suddenly, I wasn't killing as many people. I was being a little bit more careful, you know, and I was actually trying to do the right thing, you know, and um, trying to help the gang, but as well as that, help people in the towns, you know, and instead of shooting somebody in the, on the streets, you know, just saying <laughs> good morning instead. It was weird. <laughs> the transition. <laughs> it is. It does. It, it drives home that redemption piece because you've got yeah. the choice at that point. You can go, you can go out an outlaw and, mm-hmm. and a wanted man, or you can go out with some, some dignity and, and an attempt to redeem everything that you've done. I, I focused on the loan sharking missions I went because I kind of ignored yep. them for a lot of it. And then I started to go back. And particularly, there's a woman and her son that you meet in the mining town that you'd actually oh. done in a previous loan sharking mission. Yeah. You, you, you dealt with her, and her husband died after you got your money well, off them. This is this is where you get the TB from, though, isn't it? Yeah. You get it from him because you meet them on their little farm, don't you? It's a tiny little. That's it. And he's coughing of... away. And, yeah. And you harass the money out of him. Because uh, you don't have any option at that point, and you no. don't realise then that it's setting a thread for the back end, where yeah, you find them again, and she's a prostitute, and the son's trying to work but constantly getting beaten up, and they've got a horrible existence, and yeah. and then all of a all of a sudden you you almost decide to be a bit of a guardian angel if you want, you don't have to, mm-hmm. but I did, I, I did, I felt really guilty about that. Well, I started to feel guilty when I realised there was no other option, basically, because she wasn't going to give you a price list, so you might as well try and help her instead. <laughs> Still a scoundrel. <laughs> <laughs> Even <Always>. with limited life. <laughs> it, it does affect how you actually see your final act as well. I went right up on the gauge. I went purely white, and I actually yeah. unlocked an achievement for... Becoming practically a saint. Yeah, I I did the same, and it was in the last few missions that it, it yeah it brought me up the total holier than thou end of the uh, of, of the redemption scale um, <laughs> yeah. or the the karma scale as it is. I'd be interested to see how many people get the different endings. Um, I do know of two. I got the good ending, and I think you did as well, didn't you? Where he I think so has the mountainside grave. Yes. Where, oh, a name escapes me. Was it Mary, the one that he was talking to? In, you know, the the lost love, if you like, the unrequited love, the one yeah. where she would send him letters. I don't, I don't know if she'd done that. It was, um, so, so backtrack slightly. Yeah. You do all your final missions. It builds up into big battles, um, a big schism in the gang. Uh, Dutch is shown for what he is uh, he might have been charismatic through the first two thirds of the game but he does become very selfish self-absorbed um, and sidetracked by that guy I hate him and I was gutted I didn't get to didn't get to kill him I, I hated Micah he was you know he was out there to twist twist oh. everything in the gang uh, Dutch sided with him over everybody else who'd been with him for yeah. much longer and who trusted mm. Dutch implicitly. Mm. Um, and even through after your, your confrontation with the Pinkertons and everything else, you find out it's Micah that's betrayed you. 
yeah. as a gang and causing you to constantly move camp. Such a snake. Unbelievable. Um, the fact that he actually, actually turned Dutch against you as well and, you know, he had his ear all the, all the way through. You think, crying out loud, you know, you are absolutely stuffed royally by him. Yeah. And um, they, they, this gets us to the two alternate endings that I know of and it all ends in a shootout. So, of course, yeah. as most of the game does, there is, yes. a, you know, there is a, a, a fight. Um, yes. <laughs> but you, you, you've, you've made your choice. You've decided whether you're helping um, Charles is, uh, they're not, he, Charles is, is Indian, isn't he? he, he but he's yeah. not the same tribe and you're either helping them or you're helping Dutch and it all goes south, whichever way you pick. Yeah. So you just end up with this big chase um, in which Micah, because I was chasing him, I blame him, got my horse killed. <laughs> he killed Dobbin. Oh, and I dob- I'd had Dobbin since the beginning. He'd gone through <laughs> 60 hours of gameplay with me and he killed him. I wasn't forgiving him for that. But then you get into there's a big fist fight on a cliffside and it's it's quite intense, isn't it? A, a very intense. That last... Well, there's the fist fight and the shootout towards the cliff, as you know, as you're trying to get up there. Yeah. Um, the mountainside, that is one tough, tough level. That yeah. final shootout, if, I really wish I had a bigger gun, you know. <laughs> I wish I, I brought the uh, the cannons from Guam. <laughs> I think it might have helped. Yeah, could have done with one of them up there. She'd been chased by the Pinkertons. Uh, or is it the army? Is it the US army at that point? You'd got the US army by then, hadn't you? <laughs> yeah. So you've got, and that's it, and you're trying to get him, and it, it's just all, he's dirty and he's underhand, mm. and you you don't best him. No. And yeah. Arthur, Arthur ends up crawling for cover on this mountaintop as they're being surrounded, Micah gets away and Arthur dies up there. Yeah. Now, it depends on how Arthur dies as to what happens to you, you know, because um, you've got the two endings, haven't you, here? Mm. You've got Arthur dies of his TB where he does actually find the stash uh, on the mountainside because Dutch and Micah leave and you're left with the shack, aren't you? There's like a little shack at the top of the mountain. I didn't get that, Arthur. For, for me, ah. Arthur crawled around the side of the cliff Yeah, and died there. And that right. was it. I was into hmm. I was into the epilogue after that. There was no yeah. stash. There was no no reward, nothing. That was... Oh, was the stash with John? Where, the, uh, did the John stash, find it? There was it? a stash with the John piece. Yeah, I think John right. finds it, doesn't he, when he finds yeah. Arthur's body. That's ah. right, yeah. We've done so much since. <laughs> so, you, you, yeah, that, that was what happened. Arthur crawled around and then the epilogue mm-hmm. kicks in and yeah. you're playing as John. Yeah, and John actually sees to Arthur and makes sure that he gets a, a decent burial and buries him on a ma- the mountainside that he wanted to be buried on showing in the morning rise i don't think i had that oh, i think wow. somebody else did it for arthur i think it was right. charles mm. who sorted it out it wasn't because it um john didn't know what had happened to him i think if i remember rightly because it's only in the very end credits that it tells you what's happened to everybody. So you you've, you do the yes. finishing game. Arthur dies. You do two lots of epilogue, which 
is like a homecoming because you're playing John yeah. <laughs> building the ranch from Red Dead Redemption, which is superb. But you do end up with a final confrontation with Micah. You see Dutch again, and that mm-hmm. f- gets away. <laughs> so, so I'm Obviously, hoping some kind because- of kill Dutch <laughs> DLC. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the you get the proper credits, don't you? And it rolls, and it's all this not lovely cinematic footage, and it's telling you what's happened to everybody. Yeah, the credits are beautiful, and I strongly recommended to everybody that they stay around, just sit and watch them, because not only do you get the scene of Mary putting the flowers at Arthur's graveside, yes. if you've actually got the proper death. Oh, the the bad death, by the way, is where Micah just shoots you. You just die. You don't die a TV. Uh, I they, don't know. I definitely they kill didn't get you. that. They kill you before you even pull your gun. So yeah, uh, you don't even make. I'm it not sure. Far. I get. I'm not sure. I remember Mary at the graveside. I might have. Yeah, done, yeah. But it, I don't. She's... I'm not sure because I didn't pursue. I only did one mission with her. Ah, rescuing right. her brother. I didn't ah. do the whole, all the missions. Ah, now I did the whole mission. And I got her. a letter halfway through the game saying, um, thanks but no thanks, because yeah. ah. time, the time ran out before going to see her. Thanks yeah. but no thanks, uh, do not contact me again. Oh, right. Wow. So even that has a di- an effect on your ending then? I'm, I'm thinking so. I might. I yeah. could be wrong, and if anybody's listening and, and realises I am, tell me. But I, I genuinely <laughs> don't remember seeing Mary at his <laughs> graveside. That's <laughs> why I think it was Charles. <laughs> That's why I think it was Charles who sorted it out, or the or the the tribe mm, that possible. sorted it because I'd helped them. Could be, yeah. But um, I did the Mary missions all the way through, and um, at the end you get the payoff where, obviously, the last time um, she sees Arthur, uh, he's not in the best of health. He's really failing by then. Uh, this is in the final half of chapter six, I would say. Right. It's obvious then that she's got wind that he's not going to make it and, you know, say something like, well, this is probably going to be the last time we see each other and, you know, thanks, but no thanks. You know, it's been great, but I need to get on with my life and you need to get on with yours. Yeah. Um, but you kind of you kind of finish on a good stead. You know, it's obvious that he's not going to settle down with her and she's not going to go for that at all. You yeah. know, so, but... There's like, like an extra coda because you see her at the graveside giving the flowers to the grave. But later on in the credits, you see her um, actually in a study probably a couple of years later and she's writing a book. Oh. You know, so she's actually become a writer. And um, this got me thinking about the whole thing with Arthur because you'd never get any mention of Arthur in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Because... You think about it and go, well, yeah, these this whole band have split up. There's only John that knows anything about what happened to Arthur, apart from Charles in your timeline. And Micah and Dutch know what happens. Well, mm. not really, because they walk away before he dies. Yeah, yeah, they're not in, in those shots. So you're not even sure. And then, of course, it's quite easy in those days for you to just disappear. So... His story never gets told because his story pretty much ends there. There's nobody yeah. to carry on his legacy, if you like. There's nobody at all. The only person that can actually say anything about him is John, and we all know how well it ends for John. Yeah. So oh, it's wow. very clever writing. It's how they dovetailed it together and still made it workable. 
you know, it reminds me of um, the Star Wars one, you know, the Rogue One, how everybody gets wiped out and you think, well, yes. yeah, of course, nobody hears anything about them. All you hear is that the rebel plans have been stolen from uh, for the Death Star. Yeah, that's you know, all you know. That's all. Yeah, that's you all you know. know. Because that was a secret mission, you know, and yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, they 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 did it very well too, and they did say, you know, all your actions um, through the game can have consequence. Oh, and gosh, it can affect yeah. the outcome. Um, yeah, yeah, and it did. It mm. did big time, and it is. Yeah. It is a very very emotional ending. It is, yeah. Um, I did well up quite a lot, um, you know, that, that final bit. But as well as that, it was quite jarring because you've got Arthur that ends and you think, what, this is still an epilogue. You've got two sections of epilogue, which is about yeah. eight hours of play. Oh, at God, least. easy, easy. Yeah. And you've got the whole thing where you're starting again with John becoming a rancher. It's kind of like, can I even get engaged with him now? You know, just... I don't even know whether I can do this now. But it soon gets you pulled in because obviously you've got the whole thing with John trying to become a family man. That just is glorious piece of selling a piece of storytelling because yeah. obviously you find out how he ends up alone at the beginning of Red Dead Redemption. Yes. And that is just perfect storytelling. But again, you know, everything Spreads in very nicely. It, it must have taken them ages to try and figure out how they're going to write people in and write people out. Yeah. No, it, it is. It's it's masterful. It, it, yeah. And that's the thing about the game. And I think one of the things that sums it up for me is it's not <clears throat> when you break it down into its parts. It isn't the most exciting premise of a game when you think <laughs> no. about the actual missions. Um, that you take part in it is ride mm. to location usually for about five minutes shoot some people ride back again that yeah. that is it the, there isn't a lot of variety you do yeah you've got your real world interactions and things that happen and you know the surprises but even that starts to repeat as well it's not not the most intriguing on the surface <laughs> no but the story that drives it is brilliant and i I I would struggle to say which was the better story of the two games, Red Dead Redemption or or two. Who do I mm. prefer as a main character to play, John or Arthur? Because I I wasn't convinced I particularly like Arthur. Yeah, bloody did by the end. By the end, he's completely got you, hasn't he? And yeah, it's so clever. It's possible that it's. I would say for me, it's John because I've actually got more of a depth to his character now than i had you yeah. know when i was playing the first one so you know i feel like it was great revisiting him you know and it felt like you were meeting an old friend again but it, kinda... it did it felt exactly like that but with yeah. such melancholy because you know how it ends exactly yeah i was just gonna say it kind of is bittersweet because you know how it's gonna end for him and you see how it ends in this film as well oh, this film you know this this <laughs> game and you just know it's already starting to go tits by the end of um, Red Dead Redemption 2. You know, he's become a man on his own and he's obviously going to go. Did you go on the bounty hunter missions with Sadie? I did a couple of them. Um, 
Yeah, I think I did mm. because I, I, you've got to progress the story, and I think there's some standalone yeah. bounty hunting missions that there's I can do lots. that I've yeah. not gone for yet. But no, I definitely did the Sadie. I mean, she was brilliant. She, she was, was. She was by far my favourite character in the whole of the game. She's fantastic. The fact that she starts off as I wouldn't say simpering, but definitely retiring. You know, I would. She'd, she'd been abused. She'd seen yeah. her husband killed. Yeah, everything yeah. else. And in the end, she she is every bit, uh, every bit a member of that gang. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, she actually turns it around, doesn't she, and says, "Right, I'm going to do something about this." You know, yeah. and actually goes out there and gives it some full cock, and it's fantastic. You know, yeah. the, the fact that she turns out to be this grizzled bounty hunter by the end of it is brilliant. And yeah. um, I, I really did want to see what happened to her, and I was really happy with the end credit sequence as well with that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it is, it's superb. It's absolutely yeah. superb. That's why that's why we're talking about it as one of the games of the year. Oh yeah, um, as as a memorable moment, as an experience, as um, a way of telling a story, as a way of a way of putting a game together. Yeah, it is. It is tremendous. It mm. really is. And just because it's been so successful doesn't mean that people shouldn't still be talking about it. Absolutely. I mean, you're going to get the people that are just going to be haters for the sake of being haters, you know, and they're just going to try and talk it down and, you know, say, oh, yeah, I'm too cool for school. It's like, no, get a grip of yourself. Good grief. This is probably the the game of the generation. (laughs) Get in and enjoy it. Yeah. (laughs) Get absorbed in that tale. You can't can't help it. You just can't help it. It becomes so absorbing when you're there. Yeah. To, to the extent that we've sunk so much time in and then went on the first night online. Yes. And the online beta or not worked really well. And <laughs> it has a story. As yes. To it. <laughs> it's it like, like another story mode yeah. <laughs> with your friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, when we first opened it up and, um, you know, I, you, you were, a few hours behind me, and I went, yeah. uh, Matt, you've got a surprise going to you because it's going to be a while before you actually do meet me online because you've got these chapters. It was a good 90 minutes before oh, yeah. before we we got started properly, just just wandering around. <laughs> yeah. There's so much to do on there as well. You know, the online looks very good, and it, it's very much a solid base before you even start. Yeah. You know, so it'd be interesting to see if it, becomes another Grand Theft Auto 5, you know, where it's just basically there as a constantly evolving, ever-changing shape of a game, which is brilliant. Um, Grand Grand Theft Auto 5 has definitely proved that that model works. Yes. But like you, I would love to see more DLC. I would love to see some more bits of story. I'd love to see Mexico again, for instance. And we've seen the ranch... You know, uh, oh God, is it the MacArthur or something? The the first ranch from Red Dead Redemption, anyway. Uh, is it Beechwood? I can't. I know which one you mean. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, John's ranch near Armadillo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Well, we we both said the same thing. Um, when when we saw where the epilogue went, we both went Red Dead Redemption as DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> because nearly all the map is there, and apparently yeah. Mexico is there as well. You ah. just can't access it. Some people, I'm sure I read somewhere that some people have managed to glitch through and the Mexico map is there. Wow. 
So if, if that's the case, ah, oh, I'd play that again. Oh, play definitely. That again in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the technology is there for them to do it because um, Hitman's proved that you know the fact that you can give an extra sheen on something that was only released two years ago for a stint, for a start. So um, to do Red Dead Redemption again on the PS4 would be quite a joy, I reckon. Oh, it would be. It would be. <laughs> and and Rockstar have form. We got GTA Five on the PS3 and the PS4. Yep. Yep. With all the overhaul, I, I, you know, yeah, yeah. Let's let's hope for it because <laughs> fingers I, crossed. It's too much effort on Rockstar's part of building Red Dead Redemption Two to leave it where it is, and we know they're not going to with the online. Mm. But I just hope they offer more single player extra content than they did with GTA Five. Yeah, the fact that they're actually you do know that they're going to be supporting this in another half a decade. Oh yeah, you know. And it's not going to die anytime soon. Um, well, I mean, as tough as it seems, they're still supporting Red Dead Redemption online. And that is how old? Two, I want to say 2012. I thought, thought it was earlier than that. It was it 11? <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it, how fast it goes? Yeah, it does. It does. It flies. As has our chat here as well, which yes. we, we said, we'll do 10 minutes. It's 14 minutes later. <laughs> Might have to put this out as a separate episode now. <laughs> Bonus DLC. <laughs> it is, it is. And <laughs> on that, we'll hand you back to the five we were presenting earlier who have no idea this has been recorded. Right, well, I think that draws a line under our discussion for today. Thank you very much, uh, guys, for coming on and, and basically talking at me about Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm off to Sainsbury's <laughs> to pick up a copy immediately. <laughs> Thanks to Stuart Cullen, thanks to Kevin Moore, thanks to Ali Cornwolf, and uh, thanks to Dr. Matthew Holt for joining me today. Um, yeah, that's great. If uh, if you've enjoyed Red Dead Redemption, then let us know by tweeting at Codec Moments. Uh, you can check out our review at codecmoments.com, and uh, there's lots more interesting articles and podcasts that you can access there as well. Any final thoughts, boys? Do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Bye. Catch you all later, partner. That's, that's <laughs> what I was looking for. Bye. <laughs>